And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, June 1st. June 1st. I'm just going to say that one more time. June 1st. It's going to like sort of sink in here. Five months down. It's hard to believe. Uh, So here we go. We're going to close in on like the period of time where you're really paying attention to your money. And then, you know, I presume that July and August, you're just going to go off on, you know, maybe you listen to us, but I feel like this is the time to really capture your attention. You know, come on, don't get out of the habit of doing the things you know you need to do. And so much of this stuff in your financial life, in your investment life is about developing habits. And we are here to help you. We're here to keep you going. Think of us as like Jill and Mark, the trainer slash coach, helping you get through what you need to get through, keeping your enthusiasm up, maybe a little bit of kick in the ass if you need it in a gentle way from love. I promise. If you have a financial question, please do not hesitate. Send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you are on our website, if you're on the JillOnMoney.com website, perhaps because you are signing up for our fantastic free weekly newsletter. If you're there and you got a question, hit the contact button. Let us know if you want to come on the air with us. That is what Michael did. He is on the line from the Garden State, New Jersey. Michael, welcome to Jill on Money. How can we help you out? Hey, Jill and Mark, thank you so much for having me on. So, Let me start by saying, first and foremost, that I love your show. I love what you guys do. For a long time, and I've only been listening to you guys for the past few months, but for a long time, I've listened to Dave Ramsey. And I always thought of Dave Dave Ramsey as sort of my radio dad. You know, he gives the no-nonsense advice and and kind of gives you that kick in the butt when you need it, but in a good way, right? And Mm -hmm. so I've got a radio dad and I've got Aunt Jill. So thank you guys for uh, for what you do. It's, It's truly appreciated. You're supposed to say at this point, you are the much cooler version, right? Because Dave Ramsey's like, he's he's a little bit more of a finger wagger. I'd like to be the cooler aunt with the hipper, 
vibe and better advice. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. It's definitely trending that way for sure. Good. I got to win you over. All right, Michael, what's going on? (laughs) My wife is working as a 1099 contractor. I want to get a sense of what we should be doing there with that income. Should we be saving it for retirement and an IRA? And if so, how do we do that? Really, the second question is just around, you know, do we have the right plan in place? Most of the planning is done on my own and just want to get a sense of, are we doing the right things? Okay. So you said you're 40, right? I'm 40. I'll be 41 tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh my gosh. Um, What do you do for a living, Michael? I work in the medical device industry. So I manage a team of of sales reps and it's been, Mm -hmm. been a fantastic career for me. Great. How much do you earn? So I do about, uh, on average, about 225000 per year. You get all the benefits through you. That's so we don't have to worry about that with your wife. Do you contribute to a retirement account through work? I do. Yep. So they, there's a 401k. There's a, both a Roth and a pre-tax option. Right now I'm doing about half and half. I do about 5% into the Roth, 5% of the pre-tax. It's in a blended target date fund for 2045. And I've only recently been doing the Roth. So there's only about 70K in the Roth. How much is in the uh, traditional? In the traditional, it's about uh, 550,000. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's total. So it's about, uh, call it 490 in the traditional and the rest is in the Roth. Okay, great. Good, good, good. Okay. So next, do you have any IRA accounts for yourself or your wife right now? No, not at all. My wife recently moved from Costa Rica. She used to work for the same company that I did, but uh, she does not have any retirement savings. And so that's really why I want to start to try to build a little bit if we can. How how much money is she earning on that 1099? That's like top line. Not much right now. I mean, I think we can project this year, maybe 10 or 15,000, but there's an upside. She's working with a startup medical company and we think that it could be a little bit more moving forward. And she's only working part-time, limited hours right now. How about an emergency reserve fund for you guys? You have some money socked away in just a safe place? About about 30K, which I think is probably four months worth of okay. expenses. Also have about 20, 30K in, in a brokerage account that I kind of project out for long-term savings. Like a, like a supplemental retirement kind of? Yeah, exactly right. Any debt? No debt other than the house. All right, let's um, talk about the house. How much is the house worth? Mr. House New Jersey, is, I'm sure it's worth a lot. It's it's decent. Yeah, I think it's worth about, uh, I bought it for 625. It's probably worth about 650, maybe a little bit more right now, but I kind of think of what I paid for it, right? So let's just call it 625. And how much mortgage remains? About 450. What's the rate? 3.125. 30 year, right? 30 year. Yep. I did just refinance it. I've only owned it for a few years, but I did refinance last year. Got some kids? Oh man. Yeah. So I've got a 19. (laughs) What did you say? A 19 year old daughter? I have a 19 year old daughter and a 19 month old daughter. So I have both. Hold on a second. Is this the second marriage? I was never married, but um, super young and and we're just trying to keep them all track. You got a lot going on, man. Okay. Got a lot going on. So I need the help. I need Angel's help. You betcha. A uh, 19-year-old daughter is college. Where, where is she? Yeah, she actually just moved here. So she's living with me now. She's going to community college. And um, my plan is to really help her through college and, and try to cash flow it the best that we can. 
Mm-hmm. Also got a 529 in place. I do about $250 a month for my the younger daughter. You know, you mentioned just, you know, that the 30000 is about four months of your expenses. So that seems low in terms of your expenses. I'm just looking at your savings. Like, do you keep track of this stuff or not really? I do. Yeah. Okay. So you really have a number for me, right? So you're telling me, I mean, nine grand a month. Is that kind of where you are? Yeah, I think so. How's the cash flow right now, given everything you've just told me? Yeah, the cash flow feels pretty good. I do have money to save. You know, my plan is to start to try to dump more money into the after tax brokerage accounts and beef mm-hmm. them up and then and then maybe simultaneously throw extra money at the mortgage and have it paid off. No, 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 no. That's like some old school Dave Ramsey crap. That is not where we're coming. No way. Money is too cheap. You are not paying that down. No way. Because that is squandering um, that beautiful cash flow and it's it's not worth it. I mean, I look, do like cash flow. Yeah, me too. So you guys are in about the 20, highest part of your tax bracket is 24%. So the first thing that um, I'm wondering is this. You should be switching your, Mark's going to be all over this. We're going to want you to switch your retirement contributions to all Roth. Now you're going to lose the tax deduction, but if she starts making a lot more money, if you start making a lot more money over the next 20 years, your tax bracket is going to rise. And I'd rather you lock in a 24% top rate than be subject to 32%, which I bet sort of is like in your future, just with the way you've described this and the business you're in. Move all of yours to a Roth. Now, next, your wife's got to start some sort of plan. And I think it's probably just going to be a plain old IRA account. That's it. Nothing more than that. And that's and, okay. And I, I guess my question with that would be, do we do it all at once at the end of the year, max it out? Should we just take a percentage as it comes in and start to build it? I usually just do it all at once because like, I can't be bothered. But if you like your cash flow and you just want to like dole it out and just you know do a little bit at a time, hundreds of dollars a month, that's fine too. Just doesn't matter. Look, she can put in how old she's how old? She's 35. Okay. So she's young. So, you know, she can put in her $6,000, which is totally fine. You know, there's not going to be anything magical about this. She's going to put the money away and that's it. No to paying down the mortgage early. Yes to you moving into all Roth. Yes to your wife opening an IRA account. I'm not like wildly worried about putting money in the 529 plan. So those are your first priorities. Extra money can go into the 529. You probably need a larger emergency reserve fund. So I would uh, keep an eye on that. The only thing that I would say about just having a little extra cash on hand is that you have this 19-year-old daughter and you've got to pay for that out of cash flow. So the question is going to be, you know, how do you split the available money between, say, the 529 plan for the 19-month-old and the community college um, needs for the 19 year old. And I don't know if your daughter, your older daughter is planning to go to a state school after, you know, she's headed to Rutgers. That's like real money. So you got to figure out what you think is going to be best for her as well. I think you're in good shape. Now, when you've got that little brokerage account, are you doing long-term investing in there? I'm really doing long-term investing. I have it split between three index funds, like small cap, large cap, and international. I would love to be in a place of, of financial independence 
but in my mid fifties and I would like to maybe one day open a coffee shop or try something entrepreneurial. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to tell you what you're going to need to do is you're going to have to pull back on the spending a little bit, because um, if you're telling me you need eight, nine grand a month in income, then you're going to need to sock away. Yes. I think that putting money in the brokerage account can make sense then. Um, And if that really is a priority to you, then you probably would forego your wife's IRA contribution and just throw all that money into the brokerage account. If that's truly like for you guys, if you say this is our priority, we really want to build this up, then what you're going to have to do is, you know, something has to give. So either you spend a little bit less money, which I don't know, with a 19 month and a 19 year old seems unlikely. If possible, I like the idea of building up that brokerage account for sure. I just think that, you know, the numbers right now, they're good. You're on track. But if you want to have that market, we've got to come up with some acronym instead of FIRE. The financial independence, but not retire early. It's like financial independence and something else. It's like financial independence and then like opportunity or something like Opportunity, I don't know, for something sure. Like That's that, what right? we're looking for. So if that is the case, if you really think like the coffee shop thing is in your sight line in 15 years or so, then you're absolutely right. Then you do, in fact, have to build up that brokerage account for sure. For I, I'd sure. like to throw like two 2000 a month. That's great. I mean, if you could do that, that's great. Too bad for your 19-month-old daughter who's not going to college because you're busy percolating, but that's fine. (laughs) She'll be fine. She'll be a barista. Train her to be a barista. It'll be fine. What about you have your estate planning done? I do not have estate planning done. Are you kidding me? Jeez, Louise. Come on, man. Now it's not, I'm no longer cool Aunt Jill. I'm like Aunt Jill the nudge. What does that even mean? What do I have to do? Okay, let me tell you what you have to do. You need wills, right? You guys need wills that say everything that's in your name, if you die, goes to her and vice versa, okay? The second document you need is something called a durable power of attorney. And that is a a document which essentially says, if something bad were to happen to me and I were incapacitated, I am going to assign my wife, the person who makes financial decisions on my behalf. This does not have to be like you're on a ventilator. This could be, you know, you broke your back and, you know, some payment has to be made and, and she can write a check for you, you know, like that, that kind of thing. So it's not always the worst, you know, end of life thing. Then we do have the real end of life thing, which is called a um, health care proxy, which means that if something happens to me, I assign this other person, usually the wife, to make a health care decision on my behalf. And this is when you contemplate all those awful things like you know, this is what happens if, you know, they do have to pull the plug and someone will pull the plug. And this is what I want to happen. This is the funeral I want. Those are the three core documents. Now, I think it's especially important because you have these two kids. And the most important piece of this, of course, being the 19 month old daughter, because God forbid you and your wife are on that horrible Garden State Parkway. You get into a car accident, you die together. Now, what happens to the kid? Where does this 19 month old daughter go? If you die without a will and you die without any instructions, then the state of New Jersey is going to make that decision for you. Now, it's usually that it's like, all right, the kid goes to, uh, you know, the closest living relative. It could be a sibling. It could be a parent. But you know what? You have a better idea of who should raise your child. Do you feel guilted into this? This is why it's so important. Totally guilted. This is where Angie will come in. Good. There's two choices for you. One is, you look, you don't have a terribly complicated life, but you do have this child from uh, who's older that you may want to deal with and have like, you know, have conversations with a lawyer. So you get a qualified estate attorney 
in the state of New Jersey. That's one route. It's the more expensive route. Mark, how much did the estate planning cost for you? Okay. Mark says it's two to three grand in the New York tri-state area, right? New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Otherwise, you can try to do it online and you can go to uh, our friends over at Policy Genius. They've got a really neat little estate planning module over there. Policy Genius, just disclosure, has sponsored this podcast and uh, the CEO has been on the show before, but I get no money from giving you this recommendation. I just think it's a good tool. And you can start there and see how far you get. Do you think you could get through that module, Mark, just doing it at Policy Genius or not? Yeah, he thinks that if you have two kids with separate mothers, you might need an actual, you know, real attorney. So we'll get you. Why don't we get you some names? I think two to three thousand dollars seems like a reasonable investment for that. Yeah, considering it's uh, like all of your yeah, your entire w- net worth is going to be talked about here. So yeah, so um, and you can ask some friends of yours, like, hey, who'd you get to do your wills or whatever. Other than that, um, how about life insurance? Do you have life insurance through my employer? How much? Uh, about a million. And I, I do know that it should be more than that. You know what? Here's the same. While you're at the Policy Genius website, just go, go just do a little. I bet you probably need two million. That's my guess. And it's so cheap. You're healthy, right? Do you smoke? I do not. I'm healthy. Good man. Go to see if you can get another half or a million bucks at Policy Genius and make sure that even though you love your company now, that the life insurance through work is portable, meaning you can take it with you when someone poaches you from a, a competitor and you go to another company, you want to be able to take your life insurance with you. And just do a needs analysis, right? You basically need to say, how much money do I need to have to cover the gap between today and all the funding needs that I have in the future? And that's what life insurance is, just term life insurance. Michael, you are a delight. I wish you the best of luck. You're going to need it with a 19-month-old and a 19-year-old, but you're headed in a very good direction. If you, like Michael, have a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is send us the question via email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. If you are on our website, if you're on jillonmoney.com, Maybe you're listening to old shows. Maybe you missed uh, some something that we had said uh, way back when. You want to listen to it again. You go to JillOnMoney.com. We've got a read section, a resource section, all that stuff. If you're there and something comes to mind, all you need to do is hit the contact button. While you're on the website, we would ask you to subscribe. And, you know, probably if you're listening to this, maybe on YouTube, just go and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Otherwise, we remind you that this is a program that is really geared towards people who have financial issues, but they don't want to go crazy. We want to just address the questions you have and help you get through all the decisions that are put in front of you. Try to coach you to the best outcome. Okay, so. If you wouldn't mind, try to lift somebody up today. It will make that person feel better. It will make you feel better. We here have a mantra, and it is grit, growth, grace, and a side serving of gratitude. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.